0: Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to discuss a win, finally, in this preseason as the Denver Nuggets take down the vaunted Phoenix Suns. Final score 107 105. Defense came to play in this one. It wasn't pretty all the way throughout, but the Nuggets led up 35 points in the first quarter and only 70 in the other three quarters combined. That's really good. Michael Malone was very pleased in this one, and I was too. You knew that the Nuggets needed to show a little bit of something extra in this one after not necessarily bringing the effort in each of the first two games. They brought the effort tonight, and though the execution at times left something to be desired, this was a great step in the right direction for sure. In the first segment, we are going to discuss—actually, we're going to flip it up. We're going to discuss the closing group, including the uh, veteran, the Saving Grace Ish Smith, as he makes a game-winning basket at the end of regulation. Then we have the starters in the second segment, the other bench guys, and some other general takeaways in the third segment should be fun. But first, we got to talk about Ish Smith. This guy. He's incredible. There's, there's no other way to say it. he has been the biggest breath of fresh air in the Nuggets locker room so far. He's been awesome, and it's been really, really cool to see. Didn't expect that to happen. Didn't expect the Nuggets to trade for Kentavious Caldwell Pope and for the most entertaining part of that trade, to be Ish Smith. He's a great third point guard to have. 17 points off the bench tonight in 25 minutes, 7 of 12 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3, made his 3, 7 assists, 3 steals, did have 3 turnovers, but was very, very good in this one, and ultimately what the Nuggets needed with that group was just somebody to set the table to calm some things down. Ish was the leader out there, he was the guy that really got things organized, and that's exactly why the Nuggets brought him in in the first place. There is something to be said where Jamal Murray kind of going in and out of the lineup at times, Bones Highland still very young, still learning the ropes. To have a guy like Ish Smith that you can turn to at every given point that can put up 17 points and seven assists in 25 minutes off the bench, that's awesome. That is such a luxury to have that the Nuggets just didn't really have last year. The upgrade from Ishmith to Faku cannot be overstated in terms of just the functionality of what the Nuggets need. Ishmith having that mid-range pull-up jumper, such a big deal. He sets the table really well, understands the game really well. And those last two buckets, isolations, getting the switch, switching onto a big guy. First, it uh, it was Jock Landale. Of the, He was an Australian player, Australian backup big for the Phoenix Suns, and he had no chance. He was giving him space, backing up, backing up, and Ish just shot it right over the top of him. And then he did the exact same thing on the next play against Ish Wainwright. Very, very impressive stuff from the man himself, Ish Smith. Really excited to see what he continues to do in a Nuggets uniform. He's the exact kind of player that the Nuggets have needed. Just the guy who can get some quick, easy baskets, generate some quick, easy offense here or there. And it's really, really nice to have a player like that who just understands where to be. Next in that lineup, you had other guys, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Vlako Chanchar, Jack White. We're going to start with Christian Brown, who got the monkey off of his back finally and was able to hit the outside jumper that everybody was really hoping to see from him. Christian Brown had a really good game, 11 points in 26 minutes, three of five from the field, one of two from three, four of six from the line, had two rebounds, including an offensive board, one steal, and his defense tonight was just really, really good. I made this point in the media room earlier tonight. Anytime I think about the defensive issues, anytime I think about where the Nuggets can get better, how their where their scheme breaks down. I've never thought about Christian Brown so far, and that's such a luxury to have too. As a young rookie, a young athletic player, you wouldn't expect him necessarily to be a a low mistake player, but I think he's a low mistake player. I think he's one of those guys that he's just not going to hurt you that badly. The only way he hurts you is by missing shots, and tonight he went one of two from three, he attacked the rim. I thought he looked so much more comfortable tonight than he had in either of the past two games. Maybe that's just becoming adjusted to everything. Maybe that's just figuring some things out slowly, but I really liked what I saw from Christian Brown, too. Had a couple nice drives. The three that he hit was a really nice kickout. I don't remember if it was from Bones or Ish or one of the – was I think it was one of the two point guards, but drove down the middle of the lane, kicked the ball out to the left corner. Contested three had to kind of pull the trigger pretty quickly, and he looked very comfortable in that position doing that. So hopefully get the monkey off the back a little bit, because if you can put him out there and he can be a functional offensive player, the defense is going to really improve. I think his defense is so much better than Davon Reed's right now. I know that Davon Reed had three steals tonight. I know that I'm probably missing some stuff. But I just look at what Christian Brown has done so far, how he moves his feet, walls off the paint, had some good possessions against Devin Booker, had some good possessions against some of the other bench guys for the Phoenix Suns. Just really nice to see what he was able to do. Peyton Watson was also out there, and wow, it's kind of a surprise. He didn't really do too much tonight, had one kind of late shot clock three that he missed, but. The two plays that he had were exactly what you would want to see from a young player like Peyton Had the it, they counted it as a steal, but it really was a block where he basically just smacked the ball out of the air. When I don't remember who was trying to who was trying to shoot it there, but it was just one of those blocks where he comes out of nowhere and uses his length and athleticism and his energy to be able to contest the shot, and then the offensive play that he had was just leaking out in transition, getting ahead of the defense and out hustling them, getting an easy two points. That's what you want to see. You don't need to see that much more from a guy like Peyton. He just has to flash. He just has to show some occasional plays, and then you're going to be fine. Like His job is to provide energy, is to be a connector on the defensive end is to make plays on the defensive end. Anything on the offense is gravy. Runouts are fantastic. It means you're hustling in transition. I really like what I've seen from Peyton Watson so far in all three games, honestly. I, I think he hasn't really had a bad game yet, which is really cool. Blacko Chanchar, not necessarily... like He has the, the team lead in plus minus. I'm not sure how much that is to do with him, but he had... He moves two of three from three, but the one three that I remember was the one that he missed honestly, where he gets the ball back and takes a really, really quick, deep three from about twenty nine feet. It was kind of a heat check moment because he had made two two previously, so I'm not really surprised that something like that happens, but nine points for him in twenty three minutes that's fine, pretty good had some good plays where he was switching on to. Son's offensive players. He switched on to Dwayne Washington a couple times and thought that he did a pretty good job. He had the game saving defensive play. Did like just game saving contest, really. I thought he played good defense on the final possession, is really what I mean. It was good to see. Vladko, uh, first couple of games, hadn't really been impressed with what I'd seen so far. So it was nice to see him make some shots, play a role that I think makes more sense for him. I like what I saw. Uh, he does, on offense, he's, he's a connector. He understands where the ball needs to go. And sometimes what that means is just screening so that his man, the guy who's defending him, was the guy that Ish Smith was going to hunt in trans, in uh, isolation. And that's one of the reasons why Ish Smith got what he got. It was Black who was screening for him. And finally, Jack White. Got his first two points today, I'm pretty sure. I I haven't gone back and looked, but I think these were his first – like his first actual basket was tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, the the big moment that – he actually – the basket that he got was a nice back cut in a good position where Ish Smith was kind of going isolation. Couldn't get exactly where he wanted to go, but then pulled up and found Jack White on a back cut. It was a really well-timed play and made a lot of sense when he did it. Unfortunately, the play that really sticks out with Jack White is the two free throws that he had. Uh, He – like the first free throw that he attempted, uh, he hit the backboard so hard first. Like it was almost banked off of the glass and then the front rim. It was very, very – like he was clearly nervous up there and clearly overshot it just a little bit from the nerves. But uh, hopefully he can settle in a little bit, make those plays next time around. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to circle back to the starters in this one. I think that's definitely where we've got to go. But first, everybody, football is back. I just won my week in fantasy football. And let me tell you, nobody is more excited than your friends over at Superbook Sports. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back, pickaxe and roll. Ryan here. thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate double-level support on the podcast. As always, if you can, it'd be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the program. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts would be fantastic. All right, let's talk about the starters here. Let's talk about Bones Highland to start. Uh, real quickly in this game, I, I didn't mention this at the top, but Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, KCP, Aaron Gordon. None of them played tonight. KCP was due to rest, as said in the box score. Aaron Gordon, same thing. The other guys, uh, Nikola Jokic sprained right wrist. That's definitely like he could play. And I I do genuinely think that he and Murray could play. Murray was getting up shots. Jokic was getting up shots pregame. Both of them looked relatively unbothered in terms of what those injuries were actually doing to hinder them. But this is more precautionary than anything. This was definitely a situation where Denver starters don't have to play the entire preseason, and that's fine. I still maintain that they will probably all play on Friday, but I could be wrong. Maybe they don't play another lick during this preseason stretch. But either way, Bones Highland, he got the start Michael Porter, the only starter, Bones Highland started next to him, along with Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. Michael Porter wasn't really the story, though, in that starting unit. It was Bones Highland. Bones, he was challenged tonight, where you have Chris Paul, DeAndre, or Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges. You've got a just a massive, massively talented Suns team, including... One of the best backcourts in the entire NBA, and Bones was challenged. They went after him on both ends of the floor. They were trying to pick him up full court in terms of full court press. They were switching onto him, or they were switching and isolating onto him. Whether it was Devin Booker, whether it was Chris Paul, those guys were really trying to put him in the action pretty consistently. And so it wouldn't have been a surprise if Bones would have faltered. And his shooting efficiency probably wasn't where you want it to be. Don't get me wrong. But Bones didn't back down in any way, shape, or form. And he's really, really impressive in this situation. 20 minutes, 16 points, 6 of 15 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 2 of 2 free throws, 6 rebounds. Michael Malone made special mention of that where smallest guy on the court was able to grab 6 boards in 20 minutes. He thought that was very valuable. Three assists. One steal, two blocks, zero turnovers for Bones. With all the pressure that they were putting him under. The starting unit as a whole actually only turned the ball over four total times. Two of those for Michael Porter, one for Jeff Green, one for Bruce Brown. Zero for Bones. It was really exciting to see. The bench was a little bit more sloppy in terms of the turnovers, but you like to see those numbers from the bench where or from the starters where they had some other problems to be clear, like they didn't really play a great offensive game. But they did just well enough. And Bones was really capitalizing there. He was the guy who was really kickstarting just about everything, where he had to create a lot, especially under duress. And he helped set the table for a lot of what was going on. Really, really exciting to see Bones in this situation. This is a game plan where CP3 and Devin Booker are guys that he's going to face in a playoff series. Could be Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson. It could be Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers. Could be a lot of really talented backcourts where he's going to have to stagger in there. And Jamal's probably going to play his normal 35 minutes when it comes to the playoffs. But maybe Bones has to play even more because he's just being counted upon. With that bench group, more and more and more. It really showed through tonight just how much they rely upon him. And I think he's up to the task. I think he's going to be better six months from now after just a full season of weathering the storm. It's going to be tough. He's going to have uh, some definite bumps along the way, but I really do think and believe in the player that he's going to become. He's laying the groundwork right now. Now, unfortunately, that didn't really go as well for Michael Porter Jr., who was the only starter tonight, clearly had a lot of pressure under him, to be clear. But he didn't really handle it that well. I I thought that his process tonight wasn't as good as it could have been. thought that he was pretty all over the place for a number of reasons. And Though Michael Malone said that it's just nice to have him back out there, that they're just excited that he's going to be on the court again. And I do firmly agree with that. Don't get me wrong. This is, I think, three games where Porter has just been very much a a free spirit within the Nuggets offense. And there's still some stuff that he has to figure out for sure. Tonight, he didn't make the shots that he's accustomed to making. 23 minutes, 9 points, 2 of 11 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Did have 5 rebounds, did have a couple steals, uh, had an assist pretty early on in the game. I'd, I'd still like to see him play make a little bit more or at least look to pass a little bit more just because he takes on so much gravity and there's there's a lot of guys that really excel cutting around him, but I do think that it's going to take some time. He's still getting adjusted back into the swing of things. So obviously you give him a pass. Like this isn't necessarily me trying to bemoan him and be like, oh man, high expectations for a guy coming off of three back surgeries. Like I get it. I do get it. But I do think that this is a lineup where Porter is going to have a lot of opportunities staggering with that second unit. And this is a group that he's got to get some chemistry with for sure because he will probably be staggered away from the starters at times so that they can kind of play that beautiful game a little bit, play a little bit more defensive too. Porter's a guy who he should be able to, when he hits these shots, it it should look really, really good with that bench unit. And I'm excited to see what he looks like continually with Bones because those those guys, they just have that one-two capability, in my opinion, where one of those guys can go at the defense in their own way and the other can just spot up and hit shots from anywhere. And you don't even know who I'm talking about. Like I could have been talking about Bones or MPJ with either of those statements. So it's nice to see and nice to have that flexibility for sure. It didn't work out that well tonight. And though I don't think that his defense was that bad tonight, it's still obviously going to be subpar. That's like he's moved past the notion where he's like the worst defender in the league or anything like that. But he's still going to be subpar. So, going to have to keep working, and that's fine. Now, who was a very strong defender tonight was Bruce Brown. You can just look at Devin Booker's stat line in order to really figure that one out. Devin Booker, 5 of 17 from the field for 20 points, 2 of 9 from 3, did get to the free throw line eight times, made all eight of his shots, so he ended up with 20 points. But Bruce Brown was very, very good in that capacity, really made things difficult for both him and Chris Paul at times, and the Suns just didn't have that extra gear that they usually have where they're making everything, everything's just super efficient. And I'm not surprised. Like they've shown some cracks, of course, but the Nuggets are a team that they usually struggle, that they usually just flambe. So, flambe. Excuse me. I do think that it's something to watch. Where Bruce Brown could be that guy who really makes a difference in a series against the Suns. Uh, chalk that up to similar stuff against the Golden State Warriors as well. Uh, if they face the Memphis Grizzlies, he will be guarding John Morant a lot of the time. So, going to be fascinating to see how it evolves. But I am very curious to see what it looks like going forward. But had a couple nice drives, including a really nice crossover on Chris Paul. Hit a couple threes, had a couple nice dishes. Pretty well, pretty solid all around game for Bruce Brown. Really like what I see. And then DeAndre Jordan. Not everybody, like, I I can't imagine a lot of people would be super hyped about what DeAndre Jordan does, but he's done reasonably well. Like, I can't really point out to anything that he does that I'm really, really upset about in this particular game. Three of five from the field, made his only free throw. Ten rebounds, four of them offensive. Really worked hard tonight, no doubt about it. DeAndre Ayton got his numbers there's no doubt about it but there were some crazy shots that DeAndre Ayton hit even over a strong contest from Jordan. So hard to bemoan DeAndre Jordan's effort here. He's never going to be like a a dynamic play finisher anymore or anything like that. He's just who he is at this stage, but that's fine because the rest of the Nuggets team should be good enough around him to continue to figure some stuff out. So Really like what I see. I know I keep saying that, but it was just good to see everybody kind of in their natural spots tonight. Where even though the like the main starting group didn't play, you could see some structure here. You could see what the Nuggets were trying to do. And you hadn't really seen that in either of the first two games. Now, finally, Jeff Green. Good stuff from Jeff. Had a couple post-ups, including a post-turn fade over Devin Booker in the post, and that was really nice. Uh, didn't really see a whole heck of a lot from Jeff. He did run the floor once in transition and got a nice dunk, uh, but he's just stable. He's just steady. Mikhail Bridges and Torrey Craig were kind of his main matchups tonight. Thought he did a decent job on Mikhail Bridges, and that allowed Michael Porter to guard Torrey Craig a lot of the time, and that was definitely better. That was a better way for the Nuggets to kind of guard. So good to have a guy like Jeff Green who can have that versatility. We'll see if that ultimately plays, but watching this unit, seeing some of the plays that Jeff Green was able to make, kind of calm down the offense, calm down the defense a little bit, stabilize things a little bit. You can understand why he's out there. You can understand why, if DeAndre Jordan does play backup center, why Jeff Green is also out there, too. It's not the sexiest lineup. I'm not here to uh, spout the good graces of Michael Malone's love of veterans. Like I, I understand and I do firmly believe that the best players should play. I honestly think that's Jeff right now. I honestly think that if Denver's in that situation where they're trying to figure out who to play between Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, and Zeke Naji, I think there's an argument that Zeke isn't at the top of that right now. because has played that way. So good to see Jeff playing well. Good to see DeAndre Jordan playing well. It's not perfect, but hey, they kept it really close against a Phoenix Suns starting group that features really, really, really good players. So glad to see it. Take a final break. When we come back, we are going to go over some of the other bench guys as well as some general takeaways. We'll be right back. All right, final segment pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Wrap this thing up by talking about just that other bench unit, like the second unit, what they really did today, and and some some of the stuff that I'm thinking about, as well as some general takeaways from tonight and kind of going forward. But let's focus in. Second unit tonight featured Ish Smith, Davon Reed, Christian Brown, Vlaco Chanchar, and Zeke Naji. That was that primary group, and it's not really a surprise. Like, Zeke, so far, I think, is probably the main takeaway here, where you had DeAndre Jordan starting with the other group. That's the primary group. That's the play, the main players that are going to play a bunch. You know that Bones Highland, Bruce Brown, and Jeff Green are penciled into that group right now. The battle is between DeAndre Jordan and Zeke Naji, and for the third game in a row, DeAndre Jordan— has played over Zeke Najee in whatever rotation you want to talk about. So that to me is the main takeaway. And I look at Zeke and I look at what he has done so far in the preseason, how he's looked so far. Tonight, not his best game. Really not. The numbers aren't horrible. Like nine points, five rebounds. Did miss four free throws, and that's definitely something, but Only one turnover, had four fouls, was a plus six out there. Definitely not something where you really want to bemoan it too much. I just think that he's a guy who doesn't have a ton of confidence right now in exactly where he needs to go. To me, he looks like the freshman or JV player on the high school team where they're tentative and they are trying to think the game too much, as opposed to making the game theirs, being the aggressor, taking the fight to the opposing team. I'm talking about this from more of a football perspective as somebody who played football at a relatively high level. But with Zeke, when you're battling for rebounding position, when you're playing a physical brand of basketball, like you know he has to play a backup center, it almost is kind of like football. It is kind of like grappling where you have to be physical. You have to know how to leverage yourself. You have to be strong with your hands. And he had so many balls go through his hands today. And it's something that has plagued him so far in his career. Where he could be better in a lot of different stretches. But I think that probably the biggest deal that I'm not sure he can handle the interior responsibilities that the Nuggets want him to do. He's rolling a ton, and he did take three threes tonight. He made one, which is good. But when he's not popping and he's rolling to the rim, he really isn't that much of a threat around the rim. He's not a guy that the defense is making sure that they have to cover, making sure that they have to put a body on. And there are a lot of players like Damian Lee tonight, for example. When Zeke was battling for offensive rebounding position, Damian Lee was the guy who came up with the rebound in a one-on-one situation against him. And that just can't happen. That can't. Like Damian Lee's a guard. He's 6'5", ish. He's defi- like Zeke is definitely a guy who needs to be averaging more rebounds than he does and he can. That's the thing. is he He's putting himself into a position where he should be able to grab the rebound, but he hasn't been able to finish the play, and that to me is a little bit nerve-wracking. You don't want to be put into that position where the opposing team gets try after try after try. Zeke's got to be that guy who finishes possessions and keeps possessions alive on the offensive end. So far, he hasn't really done that well. And it's not a death knell. This isn't a sentence. This isn't to say that he can't do it and won't be the backup center. But it's just the biggest concern that I have with him is that he's not quite there, I don't think. He can get there. He's 21 years old. Just food for thought. Davon Reed's the other guy that was kind of the main primary player in that second unit. 19 minutes Five points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. Pretty solid numbers for a complimentary player. One of four from the field, one of four from three. Didn't really take any other shots. Did get to the line a couple times, four four times to be exact, went two of four. But he's another guy where I just don't know if I see it quite as much as I probably should. I was pretty high on Davon last year. I, I knew what he was able to do. Would translate to a secondary role, but so far, he doesn't really like. He doesn't really strike me as a player who's making the right hustle plays. And yet, he came away with three steals. So I'll have to rewatch and figure out what I'm missing. But when I watched tonight, I wasn't coming away impressed with Davon Reed. When he was put in put in into a tough defensive position, he didn't really make the like, he didn't make a recovery play. He didn't go above and beyond that and make the play anyway. He was put in jail in a lot of situations and couldn't really make a difference. He hit his last shot on the way out of the game, a left wing corner three, or a left wing above the break three, excuse me. And that was good to see. But up until then, I just I wasn't really super impressed. So... Maybe I should be. He tied for the team lead or tied for second on the team in rebounds. Like, that's a good thing. Had three steals. That's obviously a good thing. So I'll have to go back and rewatch and just make sure to make sure I'm not missing what I should. And then you had Christian Brown and Vlaco Chanchar as the other two guys that were in this group along with Ish Smith. A lot of it was just Ish kind of setting the table for everybody. Christian Brown, he had one isolation where kind of went that. that his first basket, I think, of not the preseason, but uh, first real offensive basket where it wasn't like a cutter or, a, or kind of a, somebody created a shot for him. He created the shot off the dribble, isolation going to his left, threw up a floater, and looked pretty comfortable doing it. That was nice to see. would like to see more flashes of that giving him more opportunities in that second unit, the occasional one-on-one, things like that, where he can start making reads. Because the most important thing for him, beyond just being that capable 3 and D guy, is to be comfortable going off the dribble. Because when he is, teams are going to have to close out on him because he's 6'7". If he gets that shot off real quick, they're going to close out even harder, which means that he's got to be comfortable attacking a closeout. And I think he will be, Well it just takes time. Blacko, uh, same thing. Uh, not necessarily to the same degree as Christian because he's got that 40-inch vertical, but blacko has got to move the ball. Hit, hit his shots. That was good to see. Main takeaways. Number one, Bones is just going to be so important for the team this year. As he goes with that second unit, the second unit is going to go too. If he can put them into good positions to succeed as both a scorer and a playmaker, then the Nuggets are going to be fine and they're going to win enough games where you feel very comfortable about them getting home court advantage and maybe even a top two seed and things like that in the Western Conference. If he's not up to that snuff, then I think they will probably have their record kind of reflect that. And It'll be interesting to see how that really evolves number 2 Ishsmith he's going to be the 11th man and what i mean by that is not necessarily like zeke may alternate with deandre jordan maybe christian brown will alternate with davon reed but ishsmith whenever the team is like he's not going to be in the primary rotation i don't think i i think that's pretty standard the nuggets know that they've got to have that defensive framework around bones They're going to want Bones to be that guy. But if the bench struggles a little bit, or if the team just needs a jolt of energy, a jolt of stability, Ish Smith is the guy that Michael Malone can call upon in a random game. And he's going to be able to produce 10 points and five assists off the bench. Like tonight, maybe it's 17 points and seven assists where he has a really, really solid game. Ish Smith makes a lot of sense in that role. Kind of the role that they envisioned for Faku, but I think Ish can play it even better because he's been in the game for so, so long and is just comfortable in every single situation. That's what you want from a veteran third-string point guard that can't be surprised by anything that's going to happen. Number three. The defense is there, at least when it's engaged. 105 points allowed to the Phoenix Suns is really good. That's a great number, and something that I think the Nuggets can really build upon. The Suns are extremely talented, there's no doubt about it. Like not a lot that the Nuggets could do to prevent them from getting over a hundred. Like DeAndre Ayton was making his outs he was making his kind of floater zone shots, his turnaround hook shots, things like that. Mikael Bridges hit a couple contested threes. Devin Booker hit a crazy shot or two. Stuff like that happens. Like, it's always going to happen within the grand scheme of things. But outside of that, the Nuggets defended them exceedingly well. And did they get away with a couple of open shots that the Phoenix Suns missed? Sure. But that's going to happen to just about everybody. So to see Denver defend like this with their groups, really, really encouraging because you want to make sure that you can at least do it in a preseason context. You can translate it to a regular season context. The team has to know that they can do it, though. And I think that the the main second unit, the one that features Bones, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, that one I feel pretty good about. I even feel good about DeAndre Jordan kind of anchoring that group where he's going to be able to direct everybody to where they need to go. And that group is smart enough and high IQ enough that they'll be able to do it. It's just about performing every single night and putting forth the effort every single night. And if the team is serious about competing, then they will. If they're not, then we'll know pretty quickly too. And then last one. I really like confident Christian Brown. I really think that when he turns the corner in a DHL, six with seven, athletic, capable of driving to the rim, slashing to the rim. You can definitely see the vision. You can definitely see what this team could use from that position. Davon's not quite that slasher. He's not really that athletic in comparison to what Christian can do. Christian's got a little bit more burst, a little bit more of a quick first step where he can get past guys in front of him. Now, the question is kind of tying it all together. Making sure that Christian's playing the right way, doing things well, making sure the defense is at the level where it needs to be. But with him, he's not a normal rookie where I don't think he's going to be the weak link ever in Denver's defensive lineups. I've I've been very impressed with what I've seen from him schematically and understanding Denver's defensive concepts, what they want to do, while also... Being a solid one-on-one guy, I don't know how many times he's actually been beat one-on-one so far. He had one move where Josh Akogi got him with an up and under. It happens. Like Sometimes that's that's a thing. And then there were some rookie calls that that happened to him where he was in great defensive position. And then he got a foul called on him for a very ticky-tack thing. That'll go away eventually. He'll gain his rep. He'll figure some things out. And he'll get better. But he strikes me as a player that's going to be effective on the defensive end very early. Now, whether he hits his outside shots, whether he can continue to be solid on the offensive end overall, that remains to be seen. But it's one of the reasons why I think keeping his confidence high and in a good space will really help this Nuggets group. He could be a nice kind of change of pace, X Factor type on the wing. So that if Davon Reed goes down or Bruce Brown needs a break, Michael Porter needs a night off, etc., they'll have another guy that they can go to. And that'll be good. All right, that is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Not sure if I'm going to podcast tomorrow night or Thursday. Uh, I know that Denver's got games on Wednesday night and Friday night. You will obviously see podcast after for each of those, but they've got an off day on Tuesday, off day on Thursday. We'll probably podcast on one of those days. I haven't decided which. So either way, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.